Do you think the war in Vietnam was unpredictable? Not the war itself, but what it has revealed about the Vietnamese people, about their extraordinary power of resistance. Ordinary people, peasants, and no one knew they had it in them. And this isn't a matter of technology, it's, it's just plain human courage. And it takes your breath away. Are you a communist? I, I don't think one has to be one in order to admire Vietnam, sir. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Other Banana podcast. We're doing another compare and contrast podcast today. The two films we've chosen are Satyajit Ray's Pratidwandi and K. Balachandar's Varumayim Niram Sevapu. These are two very, very important films, both in the in the overs of both filmmakers. And uh, I'm joined today by Adi. Hi, Adi. Hello, everyone. Hi. And uh, we're also joined by a award-winning journalist from Calcutta, Sohini Chattopadhyay. Uh, Sohini has uh, won a, a bunch of awards, but most relevantly, uh, she won the Bala Kailasam citation for reporting on the web in 2017. Sohini, could you tell us a little bit about the circumstances under which you won the award? Hi, uh, thanks for inviting me. Uh, yeah, certainly, uh, I won the Bala Kailasam award uh, in 2017. for my reporting on the kolkata flyover collapse of the flyover collapse in uh, march 2016 which uh, killed 26 people so it was a sort of follow up uh, series of articles that i had done on what happened after the infrastructure accident and this award is given out by k balachandar's family uh, specifically uh, in the memory of uh, bala kalasan the son balachandar's son who i no has a very strong legacy of work in television in tamil nadu uh, both of you would probably know more about that but uh, they have a strong commitment to social issues and uh, so they had given this to me for documenting um, this infrastructure collapses and what happens afterward uh, they also give a documentary award every year so i was the print journalist and there were others who won for their uh, filmmaking So yeah I mean I thought it was interesting that uh, got this in the context of this conversation. Thank you so much for yeah. making time to be here. No I'm I'm glad to be here and I really enjoyed uh, watching both the films of course I've seen Pratidwandi uh, many times couple of times and they're good companion pieces so I think uh, this is a good uh, this is a good discussion to have. Awesome. So actually the that companion pieces thing uh is a good really good starting point because one film which is pratidwandi bookends sort of the early part of india under indira gandhi yeah. and varumai niram sivappu is the other bookend which much closer to uh the period where her uh her sort of uh, prime ministership was coming to a close so the uh, it's a really a very interesting political situation uh that the, the two films sort of explore uh they explore unemployment sort of at the beginning of that term and unemployment at the end towards the end of her term uh so i thought it was a quite interesting period to discuss politically uh yeah. so I, w- w- let's start there w- w- what uh, w- what is your take on why that period sort of spurred this kind of films um i think uh, quite obviously uh re this is considered pratidwandi is considered to be part of the beginning of his calcutta trilogy 
the other two are uh, shima bodho and john arono but there are a couple of other films as mohanagar which came in 63 and then there is orone dinratri so these five films are supposed to be his uh, his dwelling on urban issues so he was uh, he's generally considered not to be a political filmmaker i mean not overtly political and i certainly think that's true uh, in comparison to k balachandar's film but uh, this is as uh, overtly political as he's got and i think he uh, turned away from you know his focus on uh, rural bengal the past because i think those were very interesting times for uh, bengal in a way what's happening today in india uh, happened in bengal in the 1960s and 70s i know we bengalis have this tendency of thinking that everything has happened to us before and we know everything before the rest of you do but i'm just saying that in the sense that uh, bengal was one of the first uh, big states to not have a, a, a so called national party ruling it and and that continued for many years and that period of unrest Uh, began with the naxalbari movement in the 1960s and 70s and of course in the 1970s uh, pratidhondi is a film from uh, 1970 um and we still had the congress government in calcutta for a few years more but that unrest was still uh, was very evident then and uh, there were probably other parts of the country in which I, i i think maybe in bombay the textile strikes were just beginning to stir uh, and there was a pretty strong communist movement in the textile mills i know so if you look at the newspapers of the 1960s and 70s you do see this about strikes there was actually towards the end of the 1960s 1970 you know around the time pratidhondi set you have Uh, Bangladesh going to be formed in a couple of years or maybe a year more so there was that unrest across the border and there was also a major rail and uh, air india strike and i was doing some uh, research on a book project that i'm working on so that was a period of great crisis and if you look at the newspapers of the time there were lots of news on uh, killings in calcutta but also these strikes so you do see a lot of unrest coming um to the forefront in a very in a very obvious unmissable way actually so i'm not at all surprised that uh, ray and renaldson of course uh, started dwelling on this probably a couple of years before they did uh, even ray actually with mahanagar is actually 7 years before 1970 so he was already dealing with that uh, you know he was already looking at this kind of unrest in cities and um, political dissolutionment so i i i find it unsurprising for a filmmaker who is not very bound to commercial or mainstream arguments but the opposite is probably true of k balachandar you would probably know much more about his career but uh, i mean again it is 1980s as well the circumstances regarding employment have not changed that much it's also 5 or 3 years after the end of the emergency and 5 years after the beginning of it so uh, there is still that anger i suppose with the congress government and how things change and then come back to you know 
where they were before they changed. So I don't find uh, it surprising that these two filmmakers dwelt on this. Uh, I was actually looking at Hindi films uh, which did well in uh, the 19, uh, in the 1970s. So we do have Divar, etc., coming in towards the early part of the 70s, but. Uh, that year, you know, the year of Pratidhandi, if you look at, if you look at IMDb's top uh, Hindi films, uh, not very uh, political films at all. And uh, the same for 1980, not at all political films. Having said that, you know, I don't think, it's not that Hindi films do not dwell on the unemployment situation. I think you see it in other ways. You see it, uh, say, in, in a film like Divar, for instance, you would see it in the fact that, uh, uh, Amitabh Bachchan's character is working as a uh, as a dock worker who then becomes a dawn or a smuggler. So you do see this the the beginnings of this underworld film, which then you know really take off in the 1980s and 1990s, of course. I think uh, Amitabh Bachchan, uh, I mean, the Hindi film came around to the uh, this something like this in the uh, mainstream format with the Kala Patter in 1979, right? That's the more um, yeah. Uh, I think uh, the closer example to something like this, but yeah. uh, anyway, getting back yeah. to these films, um, uh, I, I, the anger in so, something like Varumai Niram Sivapu is quite uh, palpable. Uh, like if you yeah. like, if you're talking about that period uh, between the emergency and uh, 1980 when the ele- elections came out, uh, the Indira Gandhi iconography is like present in both the films. Like it's it, it's yeah. there in the bu- budget in Pratidhundi. Um, where you have you have uh, her budget taking more social measures, the wealth tax and high income tax uh, for the high income group. Uh, but by 1980, the whole fabric had changed, and I thought the moment in Varman uh, uh, where Rangan is looking for his passport photo in the garbage and, and digging, he says, uh, "Keep digging, we'll find socialism in there somewhere." <laughs> And that was very reflective of when you compare it to something like Pradeep Vandi, like even though it's like a very offhand moment in this film. And so, so that way, I think the views completely changed uh, and uh, so so you uh, so th- th- i think th- there's something balachandra wanted to get out of the delhi uh, setting uh, you have when rangan tambu and dilip are roaming around the streets uh, uh, maybe when uh, I, th- I think when in, in fact uh, the very first few scenes when tambu is walking around trying to find uh, these people this uh, place uh, it, it was pretty clear that either that it was shot during or they used footage uh, from the election rallies of the 1980, and I, I, you notice this vote Stephen poster uh, along with uh, Indra Gandhi, and uh, I, and I was just digging up, and it's actually CM Stephen from Kerala, uh, who was close to the Indra Gandhi faction of uh, Congress by 1980, and he, and I saw that he lost to Atal Bihari Vajpayee of Janata Party in that election. Uh, so I, I think. Uh, or whatever remained of uh, that party in 1980. Uh, so it, it's it's no coincidence that both the films come from the states that very feel strongly about the federal structure and therefore the uh, discontentment within the state uh, during Pratidhandi with the Naxalite moment 
and with the larger un- unemployment issue in 1980 uh, and and sort of a broken divided nation uh, i think today's the government actually you can trace back to the events of that period uh, at least seeds are sown uh, then in the political establishment if not in the rest of the country it's interesting you mentioned the indira gandhi iconography that's a, that's really well spotted and yeah it 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 is there in both the films actually and uh, yeah and uh, that's a, that's a that's a very good way to uh, you know spot them as companion pieces actually and uh, yeah i completely agree with you on the point about federal structure so let's get into talking about how the 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 state of unemployment right like how how it's captured in the two films because it's captured quite differently uh, i think ray tends to or tries to capture it more internally versus say balachander externalizes a lot of it uh, it speaks a lot to i think their own personalities uh, a little bit uh, but it, uh, and it also spills over into like what kind of filmmakers they are uh, so l- let's start there so what are your thoughts on how the films capture what it means what it feels like to be unemployed first of all aesthetically they're two very different uh, genres and uh, this uh, prothidandi is of course uh, uh, not at all commercial whereas uh, i mean quite obviously uh, balachandra's film is made in the commercial format and even in terms of the storytelling prothidandi is a story of uh, a few days in the life of uh, this person shiddhatu uh, choudhury but uh, this one compresses a lot of a lot actually happens though it's only about uh, 20 odd minutes uh, longer than prathidundi uh, but it a lot happens you feel like you know them for months and months one very obvious thing uh, that struck me was that um, shiddhatu's character the protagonist in prathidundi he is much less certain of himself than kamalasan's uh, character rangan because uh, towards the beginning of the film you see in prathidundi there's the moment when he imagines himself in a suit when he's getting a tear repaired in his uh, trouser while waiting for an interview and he imagines himself in a suit in a sort of glass house and uh, somewhat near the middle of the film when the when shiddhat was talking to his uh, to his uh, brother and they're discussing that uh, the elder brother gave the younger brother uh, a book about uh, che guevara then um, you know there's a moment there's a sequence where he's sitting where he's looking at himself in the mirror and for a second he has the unkept uh, beard and um, facial hair of che um there are no such uh, moments with uh, rangan he's uh, someone who is ve- someone who is very very clear about uh, what he wants and he does articulated articulate this a couple of times i think to the shri devi character devi and uh, you never see him um, imagining himself as what 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 would it be like if you know if i were a corporate executive or if i were a uh, revolutionary in fact you know the one time he wears a suit or a jacket he borrows a jacket for the interview very quickly <laughs> it has in the course of events uh, it gets splashed with mud and he quickly does away with it so he's always his own self so this is one thing that struck me about uh, 
about the two uh, protagonists in these two films that one person is and which that it is uh, like the two poles are quite obvious so his sister who represents a successful uh, executive in the corporate world and uh, his brother who is a very good student and obviously attracted to the naxalite or the left ideology he's uh, stuck between the he is not sure of what he wants so this is uh, there for shiddhatu but for rangan he is uh, you see him as a fully made person right you don't see um, i think i think i enjoyed kamalasan's performance very much but in terms of the writing of the character you don't see an arc you see uh, as a character he is he knows himself and he goes through a series of uh, misadventures and adventures but he that only strengthens his resolve to be the person even when you i mean you, the earliest to see him as arguing with his father and leaving home but he is very certain about himself and uh, his beliefs he loves this poet bharati and uh, he knows what he wants from life so that's one and the other thing is that um, the kamalasan character rangan doesn't mind doing um, you know non white collar work so he is a auto rickshaw driver we see him and at towards the end of the film we see that he works as a barber in prathidundi you do see the one time that uh, un- unseen face probably from uh, the left party advises uh, shiddhatto that why don't you start working in a factory lekta kichu rekhe jawa somvob na jani ar kichu na ekta karkhana tarkhana te dhuke porona na hai mojuri korle proti ki ajkal to onek ei ar gan deben na ar gan deben na eto loke eto gan diyeche je ganer thala ekebare chokt hoyeche apni bhalo lok apnake admire kori kintu tao bolchi पोटेंशियलोयर्सोटेंशियलोयर्स he's disappointed this character actually says uh, you look disappointed so that 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 is another thing i suppose uh, you know that again it harks back to what i said about rangan being much more sure of himself so he is this uh, fan of this poet bharati he's an anti caste person so which is probably why he's more open to blue collar work he also works as a driver i forgot that there is a brief period when he works as a family's uh, chauffeur in uh, delhi so that is the other thing the third thing i think is uh, you know uh, cities and you mentioned this briefly in your first point about delhi being uh, shown in uh, balachandar's film um in uh, pratidondi um, he very obviously doesn't want to shiddhatu doesn't want to leave calcutta calcutta is a big part of his identity he actually says i don't mind going for 15 days for a short holiday somewhere but uh, how can i stay outside calcutta but this guy has rangan has already left uh, his 
hometown in um, Tamil Nadu and he is in Delhi and this um, you know leaving the home is not mentioned as something that is uh, a struggle for him though he does you know he, I mean the, the fact about loving Tamil and speaking Tamil does come up maybe you will be able to tell me more about what you make of this so your, your point about Rangan and uh, Siddhartha is actually uh, that's the show actually written this down the in in varumayiram sivappu the unemployment issue is uh, shown uh, more of a hunger issue than anything else it's almost like uh, uh, sort of a do or die situation uh, and uh, uh, the pratidwandi as a film seems to be uh, hinting uh, it's, it's more ideolog- ideologically driven but uh, it's it's the character of siddhartha who's not able to choose the path that he wants to take and uh, so like you said there there's this trade union friend there is his brother who's into the movement uh, and he himself was part of uh, college of politics but it comes down to his internal confusion rather than you know the larger malaise in the society uh, but by 1980 it's as if the ideological battles have been quashed and in 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 for example in in ray's own uh, john orenio if i'm pronouncing that right uh, somnath is unhappy but he does go along with whatever he has to do to survive uh, but in 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 varumayiram sevap uh, there is no such choice to make uh, f- for most people except for rangan because he's so um, set on his values it's either get a job or die of hunger kind of a situation uh, the either the situation was such or the issue was treated as a binary binary in the film uh, so i'm not sure so sure of that uh, but of course it's complicated by rangan's unwavering uh, values uh, whatever they may be or sometimes it may be contradictory or anything uh, but in in terms of showing the unemployment uh, i thought here is where um, you can actually divide these films into parallel and uh, mainstream uh, though i sometimes detest doing that to race films which don't look and feel like that uh, many times uh, but that way we can distinguish like even the very first sequences sequence of uh, pratidwandi we have the overcrowded bus uh, and uh, you have um, these really claustrophobic spaces uh, but in varumayiram of course it's more mainstream you have a song and dance about uh, all this their situation and uh, they, you actually see them walking around in the in sun all, all day but uh, in 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 pradidwandi he actually talks about it he talks about how he's been walking all around and he, he, he profusely sweating and um, we see it in more abject ways in uh, in the tamil film um, and and the other thing in pradidwandi is it's it, it's it has more of the uh working class versus the capitalist uh, anger that kind of is boiling up it's um, you have the uh, ray particularly focusing on uh, his brother's broken leg uh, the boss uh, is very fancy stylish buttons and then there's this, uh, this mercedes guy who gets beaten up because he hits someone on the road um and and i think those things are very uh, particularly shown in in this in in pratidwandi Uh, and and the ending in pradyundi which is basically that overcrowded uh, wait, waiting room before his interview uh, which was i thought was very clearly inspired by uh, kurosawa's uh, stray dog uh, stray dog had that mood of uh, post war J- japan captured through its heat wave 
and that sweat and restlessness of its characters and i think something very similar ray does here in the scene uh, the kind of the weather and forces of nature get reflected in the mood of the, these characters and uh, the country and the country at large uh and 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 it, the other thing about the uh, shegueira book is of course i thought um, he's kind of given up on shegueira book but whereas in varumendram's work he has to sell those bartier books for him to even survive uh, that i thought was uh, interesting dichotomy yeah and on having to leave having to leave the state to survive it it happens in sort of a different in, in context i think uh, in tamil nadu uh, if you if you think about it in the 1980s we have the dravidian parties in power right and so uh if you ask the average audience they would be like uh that that the 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 number of state government jobs that that usually used to be the preview of the brahmins that the proportion of jobs that were available to them probably changed as sort of the powers changed hands yeah and so moving outside the state for employment became more uh, more prevalent i would say uh, in the 70s and the 80s uh, i think the second piece that that came out to me from marumai niram sevappu is chennai is still like it, it was a metropolis or at least was classified as a metropolis during the early 80s but it definitely didn't look and feel like one it, it like certainly not in the way that bombay or delhi did you know the, that that sort of that sort of uh, classist divide uh that that uh, that that sort of uh, overt disappearance of caste and class becoming more important than caste seemingly in the urban situation right like that that never that never happened in madras at least in at least in that period uh you had to move to somewhere like delhi to make the point about to make the point about uh class Uh, so if you look at it whenever there's sort of a, a caste related tension it's usually with the, in that it happens in chennai or it, it happens in tamil nadu and it happens between the dad and the son all of the commentary that happens in delhi feels more like a a class divide uh commentary than it does a caste divide commentary yeah and i think uh, like you said it it's it's also a calculated decision to move out of uh, tamil nadu uh in in the sense that uh, in the 1970s we had both a, a full uh, chief minister uh, period for karunanidhi and then followed by mgr the dravidian uh, movement was building a welfare state and there was of course the whole uh, the, the anti brahmin wave was of course on uh, was at, at its high uh, so i think two people who who probably sh- uh, couldn't have um, focused this kind of anger on the state uh and and uh, and, and did that uh, and do that in within tamil nadu uh, i think they would have come off uh, uh really tone deaf to do it in chennai uh, kamalasan and balachandar it, it's even it's that way it's also kind of a, a very um, conscious d- decision to move it out and look at the larger politics yeah it was probably a it was probably a politically safe decision from the commercial viability standpoint yeah, as well yeah 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 right that's that's really interesting for me to listen to because uh, in pratidundi obviously uh, uh, i mean calcutta is the only metropolis clearly to uh, ray and to his protagonist right that's why he says i can't imagine life outside calcutta and you're right about i mean calcutta had a wave of uh, 
Tamilians uh, coming in uh, until the 1960s, actually. And I suppose that has much to do with the Dravidian movement. And we, we have our own South India club and uh, associations here. The uh, the interesting thing for me was, or maybe not an interesting thing, but I think it, there's another sort of commercial, pur- uh, commercial purpose that uh, films set outside of Tamil Nadu serve for the Tamil film industry, which is one of uh, proxy tourism, I call it. You know, it's like the reason why duets are shot in Switzerland. Uh, <laughs> I get to see Kutub Minar and uh, Jantar Mantar and Lodi Gardens for free, <laughs> basically, or for the price of a, whatever the price of a ticket was then, which was probably 20 bucks or so. Right, right. So, I mean, you're saying that uh, it's because Ray was a determinedly not a commercial filmmaker that he didn't feel the need to prettify his uh, locations. Is that also what you're saying? I, I sense that he thought about commerce in quite a different way than Balachandra did. Or at least the, like he, the, the way he thought that his films needed to make money were quite different from the way that Balachandra probably thought that his films needed to make money. For example, uh, that, that initial song about having no money, like it needs to, it's like, it's a so- like who sings a song so joyfully about not having any money with a group of friends and it's sung like uh near rajpath near near rajpath like that's that, that's to me is like that's a purely a commercial decision right like to show it's like oh i'm going to go show rajpath while i shoot the song about being really poor i don't think uh, to, i i feel like ray might have thought of that as uh, contrary to the spirit of the film that he was making and he thought about commerce quite differently that at least that's my sense from having from the Ray films that I have seen. Right, no, that's really interesting because I was uh, really thinking a lot about what Delhi is adding to the story and what you're saying uh, does make sense in terms of commerce. I was wondering whether there's a layer of alienation that is added to the character's uh, struggle in the, in the fact that they are removed from the motherland and the language actually that's actually that's a good point uh, I, I actually i thought about the exact opposite which is somehow like every other character that rangan seems to meet is a south indian in delhi uh, <laughs> he runs into he runs into devi who speaks tamil he runs into prataputan and the person who turns out to be prataputan's dad who's malayali so there's a, that, that's there's... A, that's another i think sort of commercial decision because uh, in seven, the throughout seventies, Kamalasan was more of a Malayalam star than a Tamil star, and you you want to make Kamalasan speak in Malayalam at that point, and Pratap uh, also, of course, was in Malayalam. Yeah, Pratap Putin is Malayali, so yeah, uh, uh, and then uh, you have sort of the the vintage Kamal speaking English thing as well, like through the entire uh, through the entire film. The 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 alienation is is sort of there, uh, but I don't think it comes through. That strongly in Varumai and Niram Sivapu, they probably make the decisions because they have to have characters who speak in Tamil. You can't have extended sections uh, of people speaking in Hindi, especially in a state like Tamil Nadu. So, but can I interject and uh, point out that what, what there is there's a segment where he says uh, Dilip is Dilli. Uh, regarding that imaginary character that one of the friends conjures up. I thought that was a statement about, you know, what the big city, alien big city Uh, makes you do. Fair enough. That's actually, that's a good point. I had completely ignored that. Yeah. 
All right. So I think we, uh, so actually that's a really good transition point to start talking about the friends and what they add to the film, right? Uh, because in Pratidwandi, you sort the friends sort of serve as a way to understand uh, Shudato's character better. Here, they all seem to be, in, this, in the sense that they all approach unemployment quite differently. Here, they, it, it, there's, a, there's a little bit more togetherness in the friends. And I, I want to talk a little bit, I actually want to talk specifically about that friend who makes up this imaginary character. So Hini, could you expand on your point about why you thought that, why you thought that, uh, that Dilip deleting w- was talking about the alienation and uh, m- being away from the home? Um, sure, I, I'll, I'll begin with what I think about friends in both the films. To my mind, I thought uh, in both films, the friends uh, turn out to be jerks actually. Uh, even though things are much more, there's a lot more bonhomie at the beginning of uh, Varma and Niram Sivupu. But uh, it turns out that uh, nobody's actually a friend in the big city. That was my understanding. And uh, same with uh, Prutidundi because, uh, you know, he actually says, the character, Shitattu, he says, you know, I come here to relax a little bit, but I can barely recognize what the two of you are up to. And uh, so the, there is the famous doctor's uh, son uh, which is indicated by the conversations about the friend's father and grandfather and uncle um, who um, Shiddhatu really does I won't say despise but he does feel that really uncomfortable with this friend who is we see him at one time taking out money from uh, a red cross uh, collection can and then we see him introducing him to um, alcohol. And at this, I mean, I just want to sort of interject and say at this point, uh, tangentially that, uh, you know, this is uh, Ray the Brahmo, crude. Um, you know, he's, he still thinks that alcohol is a, is a, is a loss of innocence. And then there is the third segment is, uh, you know, when the friend takes him to the nurse's apartment and it's a setup and uh, he's extremely disgusted by that and there is another friend who you see briefly in the medical college hostel room who then disappears but even that friend is a bit odd to Shiddhattu's mind this is not my judgment but uh, to his mind because he says that we will see a Swedish film without any cuts and um, one of the interesting things you see in Pratidondi is the discomfort with women, especially young women. And you see that in the, you know, when Ray cuts away to a memory of a, of a biology lecture on, uh, on, on the breast. Lymphatics of the female breast, if you remember, begins with a plexus around the gland itself. Now this plexus, which we note, is quite different from the lymphatics which drain the central region of the gland. But the gland at its central region is... And, and then this sequence where this guy winks and says, there are no cuts in the Swedish film, European film, Swedish film, whatever he says. And uh, uh, also his extreme discomfort in front of 
the nurse i'll come back at a later stage to discuss uh, you know whether this is a raise uh, latent misogyny or whether he is talking about whether this is his way of talking about shiddhato's discomfort uh, with uh, women but to circle back to the question you asked which is friends and uh, the two films so i actually thought that even in um, the uh, kamalasan film friends uh, don't see you through though you start off with bonhomi and uh, you're struggling together and the first in a way the the film is very different in i don't know whether there is an intermission point but it's very different in two halves the first part of the film is really quite cheerful and it's quite fun and the second part of the film is a lot of struggle and you do see a lot of good cheer when the friends are uh, together and uh, to your point about why would anybody sing a song about hunger so cheerfully maybe because you know the camaraderie of friendship sees you through you don't see that in pratidondi at all you know you already shiddhato is different from his friends because he's had the misfortune of uh, a health crisis in his family so he's already slipped into uh, what i would call the urban precariat precariat yeah precarious urban um, floating class uh, he can no longer be a student and if you remember one of one of the friends the one who uh, leads him down the bad path quote unquote says i don't trust unemployed people whereas this guy is just a student himself it's not like he uh, is employed so i felt that uh, you know both the films are saying that um, the only honesty and truth is if you can find true love not in the relationships of friendship that's my sense got it and and about uh, that dilip dilip thing uh, i actually really wanted you to expand on that that's a really good point i thought that i mean that was an overt articulation of uh, both the alienation with the city and the friendship point both of those views because this character this friend uh, turns out to be uh, the most shady of the three right Uh, the three friends is uh, the other guy gets dilip 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 tattooed all over his body but is uh, perhaps becomes mad or fails to survive but this guy you see him working as a escort slash gigolo and uh, he's a he's a smart cookie and then he becomes a full time husband as he says so i thought that was a fusing of two points really that uh, the thing about the city that uh, i felt the the alienation about delhi and you say that you know this is what an alien mega city makes you do and it makes uh, it makes uh, friends to be fickle as well that's that's what i thought uh, it was trying to say that's super interesting because you know the way that i read that was he just made something up so that uh, he could go home and stay with rangan and tambu right like if if there wasn't a dilip right if he said that this is me doing all these things rangan's sort of uh overt morality like th- so his uh, he's clearly the alpha among the three and uh if he had found out that he was directly involved or he was the person who was actually doing the shady things then rangan might have been more uh, 
uh, might have kicked him out of the house earlier or something and then that's why he he makes up this figment of a friend i just never considered i actually completely sort of overlooked him stating that this city is what made him do that adi uh, what are your thoughts on the roles of the friends in the two films uh, b- between the three in varmaniram swapu um uh, you, you do see that uh, that distinguishing uh, them through uh, how strong they are uh, in terms of uh, their ideology or in terms of their uh, views or how how um, uh, how far they are uh, they are willing to go uh, so rangan of course we know is uh, is, is completely um, uh, like, like he he cannot be shaken uh, uh, in any manner uh, while dilip uh, though i'm not sure about the Uh, the alienation point uh, because uh, because otherwise we don't see that much of alienation that would occur for some, uh, that that would have that would have an effect on uh, people especially i think in uh, in a time like 1980 when you move from uh, chennai to uh, hindi speaking uh, uh, state uh, um, uh, I, i think it, it was i agree that it was dilip's own way of you you, you say that it's about uh, him uh trying to uh you know uh, conjure something up so that he can come back to rangan but it's also i mean maybe people who are not ideologically driven or they have an internal kind of uh, internally they have to convince themselves that they're uh, they're okay with this so they kind of make this up uh, it's probably for himself rather than anyone else and i think that, that's what um uh, reflects in dilip's uh, uh characterization and 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 tambu i think is uh, uh is uh, is this extreme is this character of extreme innocence uh, he's she probably shouldn't even be there uh, uh, i don't uh, he's uh, he's he's neither street smart like dilip nor he is uh, has that much of um, the kind of belief that uh, have rangan has going for him uh, and and also tambu seems to be a foil for rangan slash kamal hasan uh because i think by 1980 kamal hasan has already uh, started uh, you know trusting his uh, uh, his all the atheism and uh, uh, his uh, communist socialist leanings into his films uh, you would see that later of course everything even in uh, bas in the films like unnal mudim thambi and everything uh, except for the in between mainstream phase uh, so so the, the very first time they meet he's talking he's, he's like very um uh in a in a, in a very sarcastic way yes uh, tanjavura and he's like uh, yeah and, and I, i don't think rangan ever develops any respect for tambu because of that uh, uh, so so i think that so tambu i think remains foiled for rangan uh, that way throughout the film and um, and about uh, shoinit's point uh, about uh, the family uh, I, i think that's a great point because um, siddhartha i think more than about uh, caring for or more than about uh, burdening about uh, what his uh, sister is up to i think it is more about him feeling uh, kind of emasculated uh, that he is not able to do uh, for his family uh, that she is doing uh, I, th- i think that has uh, him uh, further uh, confused about what he needs to do and um, and and of course everything else about leaving calcutta and 
uh, his friends uh, everything uh, goes into his head but rangan i think he, he comes from a, a fairly rich privileged family and yet he is he chose to do, be this way uh, so that Uh, the sister has that kind of an effect on him uh, irrespective of what he thinks of uh, uh, women i mean of course it, uh, he he thinks it why is a woman woman the head of this household like at least you know in a very tacit manner and i, I think that kind of uh, gets into him and further uh, complicates his position ami ki jani ami ta tar jane dai noy ki dai noy no sir thik ache but somebody is dai मैनेजर Yeah, and that's actually a great transition point to talk about sort of the family issues that are explored in each film, right? Uh, it, clearly, the patriarchy is part of what plays into uh, Shidato's reticence around having his sister being the main breadwinner. Uh, I, I also see that as somewhat related to uh his sort of issues with women that we see later on and how that's how that's shown uh that's uh that's quite different from marumai niram sivappu where the primary issue is with dad uh, and uh, uh rangan is sort of raging against his dad's beliefs which he doesn't have uh, doesn't have sort of faith in he sort of lost he's lost sort of the the tradition if you will because is later on in the film he says at one point that they are four generations of musicians and he sees that art itself as something that is born of being from a certain caste and so he moves away from it uh and so th- it's quite interesting that the so- that that the fa- that family is a source of strife in both films but it's so different where it's coming from so he you'd mentioned earlier when we were uh, when it, earlier in the discussion how uh, varumai niram sivappu makes a stronger position about castes uh, and uh, at least with, at least when compared with uh, prathidwandi do you want to talk about that a little bit more yeah sure i mean uh, to me that is the most uh, explicit difference between balachandar and ray ray doesn't address caste at all in pratidondi uh, uh, neither in uh, the other calcutta films so uh, you see the calcutta films are all populated by uh, people like me people with brahmin uh, surnames like chatterjee banerjee mukherjee ganguli and uh, this is not a point that comes up at all uh, and caste is obviously you know overtly expressed uh, through rangan's uh, kamalasan's character's love for bartier's poetry so it comes up so so often you know it's uh, almost like a chorus right veetu chuttikittu kanathadikku poi modalla thalaye muliyittu appuram ulla va saadi pirivugal solli adil thaalvendrum melendrum kolva jaadiya patti yaarra pesna ipo 
சீட்டோடு நுழைஞ்சு இந்த சரஸ்வதி சன்னிதானத்தை அசுத்தப்படுத்தாதே ஏவல்கள் செய்பவர் மக்கள் அவர் யாவரும் ஓர் குலமன்றும் சுத்தமா இருந்தா எந்த குலத்தை சேர்ந்தவனா இருந்தாலும் கூடவே உட்கார வச்சு பந்தி போஜனை செய்ய நான் தயாரா இருக்கேன்டா தயாரா இருக்கேன் தெரியுமா சாதி கொடுமைகள் வேண்டாம் அன்பு தண்ணீர் செழித்திடும் வையம் ஆதரவுத்திங்கு வாழ்வோம் தொழில் ஆயிரம் அன்புறச் செய்வோம் பெரிய பாரதியார் நினைப்பு மனசுக்குள்ள in prathidandi uh, you see very brahmanical spaces actually so medical colleges for instance even today um or i would say actually especially today because much of the anger against reservations in india today is expressed and felt most keenly by medical students and by engineering students in the iits and the top colleges of engineering but medicine is you know uh, one of the spheres where you where the heat is the most uh, if you remember uh, in the uh, in the early 2000s arvind kejriwal the chief minister used to be a part of a movement called youth for equality now uh, in the 60s and 70s in the 70s i imagine you know all the doctors in calcutta were all uh, you know brahmins or high castes uh, so there is a mention of uh, siddhatos friend's family the one who uh, leads him down uh, to quote unquote a loss of innocence so uh, that that person's father is supposedly a great doctor in fact he says in a in a conversation they had in the chinese restaurant that uh, my father doesn't take a medical dose of uh, alcohol he takes a normal dose or something like that he says so um he doesn't uh, mention uh, caste at all and um, then there is you know the two interviews that you see in the film almost book ending pratidundi one towards the beginning and then one towards the end um, the names that are read out in the second interview in particular the one where uh, shiddato where things come to a boil and he uh, bursts out in protest um you hear actually a roll call of names and they are all brahman surnames like chatterjee banerjee so there is no you know there is no mention of the fact that um, that uh, there may be other people who are even more disenfranchised i feel i feel that it's quite disappointing in this respect that it talks about other disenfranchisement the alienation of the brahmanical uh, educated youth in fact uh, when uh, shiddhatu is told by a party leftist party welvisher why don't you work in a factory that's when it cuts away to that voice over of i don't want to hear uh, people uh, lecturing me anymore and he's also disappointed later on when Uh, he's told to be a um, a medical salesman because uh, salesman's job is so this person who is offering him the position actually says do you think that you will actually have to carry medicines in a bag and go from place to place so that i thought that there is a clear discomfort with non white collar work with physical labor which you don't see in uh, Kamala's character because you see him doing three things uh, 
which is not white collar work. He's driving an auto, he's driving a car, and then he is a barber, which is uh, probably an untouchable um, profession. Uh, though even um, I found it interesting that uh, Kamal Hassan actually says that uh, there is nothing wrong with being a barber when he meets his father at the end that what is what is wrong with being a <laughs> I cut the hair, not everybody's throat. Sorry, uh, if uh, maybe today uh, we'd probably snicker at just a mere mention uh, in in uh, uh, you know uh, it it's all like uh, compared to the kind of films that uh, overtly reference this I think this film is of course uh, coming from Balachandar it's more of a uh, more of a lip service and it happens only with his father that is. Uh, Going back to your point, uh, Deepak, uh, about um, it, 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 it looks like uh, I, I don't know if they believe that, but it, it, it looked like uh, uh, he's almost cursing only the older generation uh, about uh, being a casteist. It doesn't ever come up in conversation, at least I don't remember it coming up in conversation with any any of the. Uh, younger people in in, in Delhi or uh, anyone else, and they are, uh, they are apart from the father. It only comes in the very last scene where uh, you have Tenga Srinivasan as the customer uh, coming in, and the first question he asks is, uh, "What caste you are?" Um, I, I think I, I think at some level it's also forced uh, into it uh, in a way, uh, but at the same time it's at least it is mentioned and it's at least talked about, and 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 of course it, it's. Um, uh, this this also becomes a, a very short preview of what uh, uh, Kamalasan Balashandar will do much later in Unal uh, Mudiyam Tambi, which is again you have a uh, have a, a Pillai uh, cast uh, musician and uh, his and his son going against each other, which is the whole film. Uh, so I, I thought it's more of a preview for that, and of course um, I, I I did feel that the conversation ended up remaining only between those two uh, and not between any other uh, two younger people, for example. If I may uh, interject, uh, he does, I don't know whether that is cast or whether that maybe it's like misogyny. When we were chatting earlier, you had mentioned that there is a savior complex in both the men. But he does tell uh, Sri Devi's character, Devi, I think that uh, why do you choose to be an actor? And she says because that she has a very lovely answer, I thought. At least for two hours, I can be whoever I want to be. So I wonder whether that is uh, more gender or whether that is some sort of judgment about acting or the performative profession. Kidana, say it to Lila Naraku Kudi the Sagajanda. Upon the Tori Lilke. Pariki Vendama. 
I actually think the exchanges between them in the film are probably the best part of the film. The exchanges between Sri Devi and Kamala Hassan. I mean, obviously, they they share great chemistry on screen together. Uh, they, they, it's uh, that's probably the best part of Varun Dhawan Sevappu for me. And there's a certain level of honesty in those conversations. And when I say honesty, what I mean is. It, it, it's very much lifelike in the sense that you can't ascribe one type of motivation to those conversations. So they seem very sort of natural. Uh, they, they are they are sort of cinematic in the sense that it's it's flowery, but uh, you could imagine uh, a, a poet and an actress talking like that. So so, so from that perspective, I thought that, that was probably my favorite part of the film. It's a great transition point to. talking about uh the perception of women in film uh while the, the in varumeenaram sevappu soini like you mentioned rangan is still sort of conservative in some ways in terms of how he views women but there's a very strong uh, devi's character is not as sort of innocent as kehu i hope i i, I think i'm pr- i'm hopefully pronouncing the name right of the 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 young girl that shridato meets at the end they're quite different sort of the the women that the protagonists get attracted to are quite different i thought yeah definitely and uh, no doubt about that and uh, i'll actually go back a little bit further there's a conversation between uh, shidatu and one of his friends the one with whom he goes to see a swedish film and uh, if you remember he says uh, that why would my sister not get a job have you seen what she looks like and then the conversation moves to uh these days women get uh, jobs much more easily and then the friend says yeah when i see uh, women i'm amazed by the confidence that i they have and you know i feel uh, sort of weak in my knees uh, and he doesn't mean that in a romantic way but he says that you know, i feel uh, i i i lack that kind of confidence um i actually felt and uh, i don't know whether this is misogyny or just raise a brahmo mindset he has a very specific idea of uh, what kind of women are attractive so if you see uh, the three uh, urban films that shamila tagore uh, did with uh, ray and she's done opushongshar and devi she's probably the actress who's acted in uh, a maximum number of ray films but those two are rural but uh, when you see shema bodhu which comes right after pratidhundi and orunit dinratri and nayok later on with uttam kumar she plays the same character which is the cerebral intelligent book loving person which is very much a uh, a shantaniketan uh, creature i feel you know she's a very brahmo <laughs> character and uh, you and there is an innocence uh, not so much in sharmila's character she's overtly cerebral but the character here i forget her name actually uh, probably a marker of how insignificant she feels in the scheme of things in the film k 
Kia, I think. Maybe her name is Kia, but I'm not sure. I may be wrong. But uh, this lady is even more um, sweet. You know, there's everything is made to make her seem sweet and innocent, which I disliked. You know, I disliked the fact that. Uh, the nurse's character there was such discomfort with the nurses and the sort of things that uh, were brought up that um, she smokes uh, she's comfortable undressing in front of the men i found that uh, really discomforting on the other hand you know seven years before prathidandi ray made a film called mahanagar which is one of my favorite films also about unemployment uh here he centers the woman and uh, shows what happens when a woman goes out to work so one of madhavi mukherjee's the protagonist mahanagar one of her best friends in at work turns out to be a good friend later on is this anglo indian character and the boss who is a mukherjee i think in the film uh, thinks very poorly of uh, of uh, the anglo indian woman says they are very promiscuous and they um, they are not at all responsible in discipline and madhubi sticks up for her so i wonder uh, you know i'm confused whether uh, this is race misogyny because the same director who said uh, bengalis uh, particularly educated bhadralok bengalis can be extremely judgmental about other communities that they coexist with in the same city but here he shows uh, you know the the depiction of the nurse and pratidundi is almost like the pornographic fantasy you know if you go to porn sites this is a very common fantasy nurse so it's almost like that i thought uh, and these guys are medical students so i wonder whether he's actually saying that this is siddhatto's um skewed mindset because he does have a problem with women he doesn't see them as human beings kaya's character you know i think is one of the which is why i think nobody really remembers uh, the character unlike say um, sharmila tagore in uh, nayak or sharmila tagore in shima bodh of course she's overtly playing the conscience in both the films but even sharmila in uh, orunne din ratri where she has i think a very enjoyable role um this character is quite insignificant i think i think i remember much more of uh, the sister whom shiddhatu unambiguously judges yeah actually that's something uh, that brings uh, a question uh, in the context of mahanagar uh, we were talking about uh, siddhatu uh, rejecting or not wanting a salesman job but uh in 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 mahanagar that is uh, kind of shown as the uh breaking breaking out right and in that context i wonder what he how he sees the job as yeah yeah you're right it is it is a saleswoman's uh, job and actually ray breaks down that conversation in detail uh you know people saying what is it this woman is going into our the daughter in law of the house Uh, it was the parents in law who had the most problem with madhubi stepping out going into other people's homes no and uh, you know i i, I realize i focused only on uh, pratidondi probably because i am genuinely i have i'm discomforted with uh, the way women were seen in this film 
um but briefly i thought in uh, varuman niram sevaku i think uh, sri devi's role is just lovely and uh, uh, she has a fabulous uh, arc i think i mean um the I, i love the fact that she takes pride in her work and um, uh, you're right uh, deepak when you say that uh, that is the loveliest part of the film it's it's absolutely wonderful and the sort and she has her own opinion she has her own views and um, she's an interesting much more complex character she knows what pratap is about she knows that he's interested in her and she's also making these transactions right she's uh, she um, very overtly states that uh, you have to give him a job at the end of the uh, towards the end of the movie you have to give him a job and then i'm going to marry you so she's she's a much more complex character than the woman here the uh, yeah I, like you said uh, she is of course uh, she knows what she's doing and she knows what she's uh, the, the 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 familial issues that she has the uh, the gambling uh, father and the sick uh, grandmother and she knows the kind of uh, responsibility that lies on her head and um, uh, and and the other thing i found interesting i don't know if there was uh, i mean there would probably been balachandra films before that or maybe something like avalapridan uh, but uh, there was a very non judgmental quality to uh, devi coming and living uh, with uh, these three men it it was uh, it, it, uh, i actually had forgotten about that uh, when i rewatched it. it 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 was it's almost offhand and it there is no uh, judgment about uh these people living together and it, it, it's completely like uh, it, it it seems very natural uh, the way it was shown so uh i think we've covered sort of all of the topics and i wanted to talk a little bit about the ending endings of the two films right uh pratidwandi despite the fact that shidato now has a job it feels like a giant compromise that he has to leave calcutta whereas Uh, i would say rangan and devi are in far di- far more dire circumstances they're living in like a van like who knows where in some park in delhi or something and yet it seems to end on a happier note uh, what were your guys' thoughts on the two films of the ending of the two films rather i think both the films have happy endings actually uh, so i i i agree with you that uh, you know uh, much is made about leaving calcutta in fact uh, i would love to hear your views about why uh, what this says about bengali's the obsession with calcutta and the fact that leaving the city is almost like leaving your first love i would love to hear more about that but it's it's an unambiguously happy ending in totidondi because uh, i'm sure you noticed the the story about the bird call and the one that he keeps wanting to hear through yes yes of course and and it is an unambiguously happy ending because he hears the bird call it is there is no doubt that it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's not an ambiguous ending it is a happy ending much like varman niram sevapu but in general varman niram sevapu is a much more cheerful film than toti dondi yeah it, it, it's not, it's not uh, humorless in, in any way and yeah. uh, and i uh, about the ending uh, yeah i i do agree that both of uh, bo- both end on uh, you know you can say the happiest note possible for the uh, for the characters um, about leaving the city I, i don't think it's only about uh, calcutta i think it's uh, it's 
it probably it i don't know if there are films uh, like that but definitely there is that feeling of you know leaving uh, madras or leaving uh, bombay um, for the for both people uh, born and brought up there and people who end up falling in love with those cities i think it's i, I think it's a very um, that that urban feeling is always there about leaving one city uh and uh, i mean of course it it that it is only reflected in people uh, who are probably uh, uh, in in that brahmanical setting in in very privileged uh, circumstances uh, but i think it is still there and it's there for almost every city um and uh, coming back to the ending yeah i, I do think uh, uh, i'm i'm not sure if uh, uh kamal uh, if, if rangana devi are in in dire uh, situation but at least i, I think they found uh, uh, some sort of uh, i mean i don't think even rangan for, uh, had a had to make any compromise i think he he found something that he is happy doing and he found something that he's uh, his um, his ideology will uh, allow him to do uh so that way i think he found uh, his cause and that so that, that's the way uh, the ending uh, probably needs to be read as uh, whether it's happy or not uh, uh like the obvious comparison you uh, make is um uh, apart from pradeepwandi you you like you bought john uh, oranyo in in that ending uh, somnath has to make a lot of uh, uh, compromises and he is almost Uh, what do you say he's uh, ideology uh, he's completely empty in terms of ideology and he's given up everything for his business uh, that is not a situation that rangan finds himself in yeah no so if anyone doesn't compromise across the two films it's rangan <laughs> right that's yeah, there is no compromise at all in that character uh, uh, typically in film when you see a character like that that character has sort of a very hard break with reality uh that's definitely not the case here i i i i was referring to shuddato compromising but i think sohini's point is very valid in the in the sense that it's not an unhappy compromise in compromising he does seem to find a little bit of what gave him happiness which i think it's signified by that bird song but uh, i'm really curious to hear your views about uh, uh, the women in pratidondi uh, and what you feel ray or shuddato is trying to say So, so, so my perspective, I, that uh, that voiceover uh, uh, over the picture of that uh, the the biology textbook, right? It's it's a very it's a very searing image. That cut, it's a very hard cut from that uh, zebra crossing to that picture of the biology textbook. So it's sort of seared in my head. Uh, it, it's uh, very hard to get over that. Uh, I think it's a function of the the age that the the age and the the the, the situation that shudato finds himself in in the sense that he's dealing with the loss of his dad and at the same time he his ego makes him believe that he needs to be the man and the primary breadwinner of the house but then that is threatened by his sister and so i think that there is that sense of uh, he he i think he feels as uh, uh, he feel he feels at once uh, a loss in a sense of safety as well as uh, an emasculation and i think that can be very very hard to grapple with and i think that's what I, my sense was that it it, it wasn't raised 
uh, it wasn't Ray's own uh, misogyny that came through. It, it's probably more the character. That's the sense that I got, and I because he it's a very it's it's a very particular situation that he finds that Shidato finds himself in, where he has because of his father's death, he has he's not able to continue on in the profession that he wants, uh, and he's forced to go find employment. Uh, and yet he's uh, he's sort of not successful in that either. His sister is more successful than him, and so I think that it 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 felt more a condition of that predicament rather than some overarching view of of women itself. And and given so much of Pratidwandi is about what is internally happening for Shudato, uh, it's hard for me to say that the film ever takes a viewpoint that's not his. And so that that's why I feel particularly it's it's Shudato's point of view and not a, a broader commentary. And I think his uh, situation is uh, made more complex by him being in the middle uh, of uh, you know he's uh, on one end he's he has his sister who uh, who knows exactly what she's doing and she's uh, the main breadwinner like as you said and then there's the on the other end he has his uh, younger brother who's uh, into who's made a decision about his uh, politics and who knows where he is headed. And, and, and he's, he's caught in between and, uh, and he's not uh, sure uh, about uh, which way to go. And I, I think that comes into the equation of how he views his sister. And, um, and, uh, and he also f- feels, he, I, I think both Siddhartha and Rangan uh, f- feel uh, protective uh, they almost uh, 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 they both run after um, uh, pe- people who they think give hell uh, to, uh, to to the two women protagonist uh, that, that and, and there is a particular scene in uh, uh, in varmaniram serpa where rangan is again reciting uh, uh, bartyar uh, he's not reciting i think he talks about the uh, women empowerment uh, mentioned by Bharatiya, and he uh, and and he blames it on her, uh, saying that uh, that's never going to come because of people, women like you, and and and, and I, I think that sort of misunderstanding or that sort of uh, uh, not exactly getting the complexity of these women's situations, I think that exists and that is very common to both the characters. Right, right. No, I, I was also referring to the fact that um, that conversation with a friend where they both say that it's much easier for women to get jobs now. Yeah. And we know that's not true uh, even today. It's not much easier for women to get jobs. And you can see that in the data itself uh, that the Indian government puts up. But uh, certainly this is a sentiment that men uh, feel even today. I think that's, yeah, that, that's... There's no, there is no factual way that you can believe something like that, right? It, it, I mean, even, even in the, I mean, especially in the seventies, to say something like that feels so outrageous that I can yeah. only, it, it, I, I can only see it as the, uh, as the lament of a desperate man, and not as, not as one that's ever bound in anything factual. So I, that, that's why, like, I, I dismiss almost everything, or not dismiss, but I. I consider everything that I see in uh, in Protidwandi as Shudato just projecting. Like that's basically, uh, you know, I, I think that second interview that we see at 
like where he has that breaking point is is the culmination of all of that internalization i think yeah and 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 you don't see any women there right like so women yeah this yeah <laughs> women are not in the in the running at all in any of these interviews you only see young men so i don't know where they see women getting all the jobs yeah so i this <laughs> that's really funny yeah neither of the interviews he goes to you see any women in the in the waiting halls Uh, in fact in none of the like none of the interviewers are women none of the yeah. people who come to call the interviewees are women so there is absolutely no no facts uh, no fact base <laughs> even within the film for him to believe that it's easier for women to get jobs yeah yeah i mean uh, to answer your question about uh, you know what do i think about the relationship with women in the two films i think it's much more Uh, something that rep- uh, represents equality towards equality in the tamil film than uh, the bengali film and putidundi i feel like he he feels sorry for in fact he writes that in the letter i think that you know my situation is nothing as bad as your situation yeah i think so i think the thing is in pratidundi all of the films all of the women that appear on pure on screen Are, uh, apart from uh, the the one that should the 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 person that Shudata falls in love with, uh, Kea, I believe was the name. Uh, apart from her, they all seem to challenge Shudata's conception of an ideal woman, right? Uh, and, and they're all presented in a way that basically it's like if you if sort of a a conservative person has a definition of women they like it overtly portrays them as challenging that uh devi on the other hand in varumai niram sivappu right like she stands she seems to stand above all of it in the sense that she has a very equanimous response to everything that happens whether it's happening to herself or to like or like or uh, rangan is sort of outraged in asking her a question so that uh, the, the, it seems it seems like she's always a step ahead or smarter than the proceedings that are happening around her which i thought was like i mean like i said that's always how i that's my that's my memory of shri devi particularly from this film what do you yeah. think of the two dream sequences sorry aditya i interrupted you there are two dream sequences that's one in varman niram sivappu the other one in pratidhi the varman niram sivappu is uh, you, you, you. uh the, the one between kamal and sridevi right that's uh, i think she's uh, she's dreaming she's dreaming right it's she she's dreaming yeah she's dreaming yeah yeah Th- that i was actually wondering uh, th- that that uh, stood out like a uh, so thumb for me in this film uh, it, it's it's almost uh, uh, i mean uh, i i don't know i actually i'm not sure why uh, it was shot the way it was shot uh, i thought it's just uh, the mainstream sensibility is coming in in the way of balachander I, i don't i'm not sure if he done this uh, before but it's uh, it kind of stood out for me uh, i mean in at odds with the rest of the film but in pratidhanti i think there are various uh, surrealist sequences right no i felt um, um, i am not talking so much about the aesthetics of the dream sequence so your point is very valid but i thought the politics of it it's interesting that the woman is allowed to articulate desire because she clearly expresses desire in that dream sequence 
and Chidhatu's dream uh, is, uh, you know, confusing because uh, he feels very relieved when he sees that the nurse is his girlfriend or the woman. At that point, he's just beginning to fall in love, but otherwise, he was really threatened. So I thought it was an interesting statement about women. No, yeah, I understand that. The, the, the only thing I have, uh, I, I was wondering about that is, uh, though the, the sequence probably wanted to articulate uh, Devi's desire, uh, it articulates in a way of Rangan having to do something. It, it's sort of, uh, it, it doesn't sexualize his body. It still sexualizes her body. So I was wondering, that, that, that was contradictory for me. Correct, correct, correct. But still, clearly, she wants to be yeah, touched yeah, by yeah. him. But yeah, correct. But then, how many male bodies do we see in mainstream <laughs> film even today? I think the furthest we've gone is Imran Hashmi's back, right? <laughs> Anyone's body is uh, sexualized in at, at least in that long period? It's probably Kamal so no one else's. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, his uh, a lot of his Malayalam stint is is heavily sexualization of his body <laughs> as well, you know. I, I just wanted to add, uh, I was actually wanted to add this in the beginning. I was going to uh, mention a slightly unrelated thing of very early Tamil Telugu cinema being fascinated by Bengali literature and uh, it's, uh, and first literature and later films for obvious reasons because so many masters started out from there. Uh, in uh, in in Tamil and Telugu, when like when both language films were being made in Madras, we had a Chakrapani, who's uh, a screenplay writer with uh, L.V. Prasad and Vijayvani Studios. Uh, when he was injured or recovering from a medical condition, he learned Bengali and he started translating Bengali literature, uh, mainly works of uh, Sarachandra Chatterjee. And he was involved in one of the earliest versions of. Devadas, which was made in Tamil and Telugu, Nageshwar Rao and Padnita and everything, and um, uh, and and of course uh, there is this other trivia of Balachandar uh, making his uh, Tamil play uh, Major Chandrakant in English for his new Bengali boss, and and uh, and Balachandar's own Avalvurtharakade is heavily inspired from uh, Megidakathara. So I was uh, so I was just. Wanted to mention this. Both I think Balachandar and Kamalasan were very keenly watching um, uh, Reyes and other masters from Bengali at that point, and they were obviously uh, inspired to do something like this. Yeah, right. it, the, no, that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, that, that uh, it, the the inspirations clearly there. Uh, so I mean, it's not a. It, it wasn't. A, uh, by chance that Balachandra decided to make Varumai Niram Sevapu, I think uh, he had, uh, I mean, clearly from the interview scenes alone, you can tell that that yeah. there was uh, uh, that there was an inspiration. What uh, there was to discuss, I just felt that, you know, interviews, you don't really see interviews in Hindi film, right? You, you rarely see this interview situation. So you're yeah. right in that, you know, that these, this is an obvious comparison point. But there, I was chatting with Aditya um, on uh, social media some time ago, and I was telling him that there is a film called Gaman that was already made, uh, probably during yeah. this long, the longest decade of the 70s. And, but there, there is, and there's no conversation about white collar work at all. This guy hmm. goes and works as a taxi driver. 
there's no it's a lovely film i love the music in particular in the film and the lovely lovely performance is very how uh, she can uh speak up often but um, and jala laga but uh, just no interview situation in a way i feel hindi film doesn't address it directly you see a lot of the films in the 70s and 80s talking about gangsters which is a way of saying that people have found jobs and so there is an underworld this is not addressed directly so i wonder why that is i think golmal is the only one that i can actually think of an interview scene and in fact uh, the remake of golmal uh, was it was done by balachandar in tamil and that is pro- actually i would say that is probably his most famous interview scene the remake of the the the, the tamil remake of golmal Uh, is probably the most in, uh, famous interview scene <laughs> it's even more famous than the varumai niram sevappu ones uh, and it's interesting that golmal comes from uh, a director who is not only bengali but took a lot of uh, his influence from the bengali film industry of the time yeah uh, yeah you won't see that happening with the non uh, bengali non tamil and i but i see this even in cinema today that you know if you see a maniratnam film which is remade in hindi or he's himself making it in hindi there is uh, some dwelling on the work identities of hero and heroine you rarely see that in uh, hindi film maker and i wonder why that is so i think that covers our discussion on varumain niramsevappu and pratidwandi as always adi thanks for joining us sohini thanks so much for making time in the middle of puja to join and talk with us no it was a pleasure all right thanks everyone for listening and we hope you'll be back for the next episode so which part do you belong the unemployed lot of india enna communista what if communista yes sir ungalku la apdi asthila jana varudhu communista galata pannuva oora koduthu avladana adilla vela sendruve appra kootathu seethittu gosham poduva yeah ipo da podra prime minister sir neengala interview vekkiradhu aalungala porukkaradhukka edhavadhu kaarana solli thalradhukku dhaan sir look here my degrees and certificates bureaucracy down down nepotism down down favoritism down down red tapeism down down world of bharat